Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We played you a snippet of Mike Salk, Brock Heward, ESPN 710 Seattle, a fine morning sports radio pair out there. Somebody, some might say great even. And they're talking about trading DK Metcalf. Oh, by the way, Dave Canales, new head coach here of the Carolina Panthers, spent many a year in Seattle. Let's talk about it all with Mike Salk of ESPN Seattle. He's back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Mike Salk, how you been, brother? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it is afternoon here, by the way, though. It's 347 in the afternoon. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> it's good to have you back, man. Um, th- let me just get some quick thoughts from you on, on Dave Canales. I, I know that he really leapt onto people's radars last year with the job that he did in Tampa, but how much was he discussed by you guys out there in Seattle for all the years that, that he was there? And, and did you have a sense of what you had while he was there? I mean, honestly, very little. And, and probably the answer there is no. Uh, he was sort of a, a, a quiet member of the coaching staff. and Had been with Pete for a long time, had a, had a good relationship there, and was one of those guys that you know, was sort of lost in the shuffle a little bit. And with all of the conversations we had here about trying to find the right offensive coordinator to try to bridge the gap between Pete and Russell Wilson for all those years, uh, for whatever reason, his name really never came up. And then, you know, Russ left, Geno Smith came in. He had a lot of success as a quarterback coach with Geno and kind of got his career back on track and uh, then really made his bones, obviously, last year at Tampa. You kind of know the rest from there, but... No, I, I mean, I know he's a really good-looking dude. That's uh, that's a big part of the conversation. <laughs> Any, anytime Dave Canales comes up, and uh, I know he's written a book, but I, I, you know, he honestly was was never really a conversation here. Even this off season, when they were looking for a coach, his name really didn't come up much. So I, I guess, and I'm just asking because it's fascinating. You know, when you listen to guys like Geno Smith and others talk, they rave about Canales, and you know, clearly Canales was the quarterbacks coach there last year during. Gino's real resurgence. I mean, was he discussed then at all? Did, did Gino talk about Dave Canales at all? Yeah, there there was the idea that that you know maybe as Gino regressed a little bit this past year, that maybe he was part of the reason why. And especially as Baker Mayfield started having the success that he did in Tampa, all of a sudden people's eyes kind of opened up. Like, hey, wait a minute, you know why is Gino not look quite as good as he did the year before? Why does Baker all of a sudden look, you know, a, a lot better than he had? And, and I think there was some, certainly some questioning of like, hey, this was the one missing ingredient. But you know, it, it's a quarterbacks coach. How how deeply can you can, can you you know dig into that or, or assume that it's that versus all of the other things that it stayed the same or changed? So yeah, I mean, look, his name came up here certainly, but I wouldn't say that it was major topic of conversation fair enough mike salk espn seattle he's with us on the body works plus guest hotline what what was your position on pete carroll before the news came down that uh, he was transitioning to a new role what was your reaction after yeah and that's not really true i mean pete, pete's <laughs> transitioning to not working with the seahawks anymore is, is really the more accurate uh view of, of our description of what happened um look I, i'm an unabashed fan of pete carroll's um what he did for this organization over the course of a 14-year career that coincides almost exactly with my time in Seattle. I got to, to the town one year before he did, spent one year with Jim Mora Jr., and then Pete came in. And, and the amount of success and the way he ran the program and culture building and effect upon the NFL and all of the things Pete's done, I, I'm just a huge fan of his. 
all of that being said, it did sort of feel this year like maybe it was just time. And, you know, look, there was a lot of kind of back and forth over the course of the last few years, starting with the Russell Wilson, let Russ cook and this and that. And throughout all of that, I think I really supported Pete's ideas, which were run the ball, you know, keep Russ in the best position to let him succeed. And I think Russ's ego got the best of him. And we saw what happened when he went to Denver and he got to try what he'd always wanted to do, throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. And it didn't work very well. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was very, very uh, telling uh, about what, what, what was really going on behind the scenes here and how much Pete – I think actually was covering for Russ and making Russ look good. That being said, you know, and it's not an age thing. I don't think Pete's too old to coach or anything like that. In fact, I think he could take another job and still have some success. I think things have just kind of run its course here. And it was just sort of time for them to, to take a new look and, and, and a, a, a different approach to some of the things that were, were kind of fraying at the edges, right? that make sense yeah no it, it certainly does now before i ask you i played your your conversation with brock about dk metcalf for the audience here but mm-hmm. let, me, let me first start with mike mcdonald a guy that i loved in the in the coaching uh, process didn't think he'd end up here because of what we knew to be the owner's preference for an offensive guy but big mike mcdonald fan what what do you think of the hire and and what do you expect the offensive identity looks like out there because i think that sets up the conversation about metcalf yeah, so we had a conversation with him, got an opportunity to sit down with him a week ago, and very impressive guy. I mean, he's so young. He's 36 years old, which is, you know, you try not to keep saying it over and over again because he's more than just his age. But, man, after interviewing Pete Carroll once a week for 14 years, to then sit down with a guy who is, you know, essentially half of his age is definitely a little a shock to the system. But, Really, really intense, smart. His intelligence comes through right away. Yeah, talked to us about how his dad was a West Point grad, which, you know, sort of helps explain, I think, his personality. He strikes me as very disciplined. And clearly, you know, he gets the game of football, had a lot of success, turning some guys who are just kind of coming off the street in that, in that Baltimore defense, Kyle Van Oy and, and, and Shadavion Clowney, and just turning them into absolute game wreckers again. So, yeah, I think we're pretty excited here. I don't know that we know what the offense is fully going to look like yet. We're familiar with Ryan Grubb just because he was here with the Huskies, but every conversation with him has been, hey, I know I threw the ball a lot. That's because I had Michael Penix and three receivers who were going to the NFL. We do expect them to still be physical and run the ball and maybe even mirror a little bit more of what Baltimore has been for the last decade plus. All right, DK Metcalf, how much do you want for him? Well, I, yeah, if I were in charge, what would I want? I mean, I think I'd need a first-round pick plus. I mean, A.J. Brown, who's a pretty good comp, went for a first and a third, and A.J. Brown at that time still needed to be paid. So D.K.'s already been paid. There's no no negotiation to go down. So, you know, if the Seahawks are to trade him, and certainly there's no evidence right now to suggest that they will other than that I think they should – um, yeah, I think you're probably looking at a first and second round pick in order to make it happen. Now, do you j- just to be clear, do you think he can play? Is that a piece that you'd like to keep under different circumstances? Or, you know, are you looking at a guy who you think maybe, you know, can fetch more value than he's worth in a couple of years? Right. Yeah, no, I like DK Metcalf. He's a really good player. And, you know, I've gotten killed for this take around town for the last week or so. <laughs> Because often when you suggest trading somebody, people think it's because you don't like that person or you want that person to go away or whatever the case may be. And and none of that is true. DK's a phenomenal player. I mean, he is 
you know, the, the freakiest athlete maybe in the NFL and certainly in any conversation of the freakiest guys, he's in it. Um, he plays the deep ball well. He gets by people. He's physical. He blocks. I mean, there's so many things DK does well. And he's still really young and just starting to come into his own everything he's learned to do in the NFL. But if I look at the Seahawks team, I say, well, Mike McDonald wants to be bigger, more physical up front on both offense and defense. They may need to draft a quarterback in this year's draft where you might have five or six first-round picks. Next year, not expected to be anywhere close to that. And if you want to do both of those things at once, you're going to need resources to do it. And trading DK Metcalf would give them some of those resources. If they couldn't get back at least a first-round pick, if not a whole lot more than that, you know, I, I don't think that you go through with that. You just, you know, make do. But I just, I'm just one of those guys who's not. I don't believe in in building your team with with wide receiver being their premier position that everything is kind of built around. I don't think most of the teams that are built that way end up winning the Super Bowl. So if it's me, I'd rather kind of rejigger the way my team is built and try to get bigger and better on the offense and defensive line. And if I have to sacrifice a little bit of receiver, so be it. Mike Salk, ESPN Seattle, with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We appreciate you popping in, buddy. Be well. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks.